Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose, where we believe that God has a divine purpose for each and every one of us. He has a divine agenda, a divine plan, a divine blueprint for each and every one of us, individually and collectively. And before we go any further, I just welcome God, I welcome Jesus, I welcome the Holy Spirit. Take over, for it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Um, I pray that God uses my voice, my spirit, my mind, my soul, my heart to bless you. The question in front of us today is, what is your name? What is your name? Who are you? What do you call yourself? What do others call you? What does God call you? Most importantly, who does God say you are? What name does he know you by? Because you've given yourself a name. Your parents, your family, your friends, people you've dated, uh, your enemies, people who like you, people who don't like you, they've all given you a name. People who are close to you, people who are not close to you, your colleagues, people who think they know you, people who don't know you, people who somewhat know you, and people who know you pretty well. They've all given you a name, and you've given yourself a name as well. But who does God say you are? What is your name? What is your name in the mental realm, in the emotional realm, in the physical realm? More importantly, what is your name in the spiritual realm, in the bosom of God, in the mind of God? What is your name? Who do you say that you are? Do you know that you carry original magnificence in you? And by original magnificence, God is a magnificent God. He's all-powerful. So when he created you and I in his likeness, of course, his magnificence became part of who we are because we come from him, naturally. There is what you call yourself. There is what people call you. And there's a name that God who knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, called you by and still calls you by. No matter what, where you've been, what you've done, imagine this great, great God who created heaven and earth. Imagine that he has a name for you that's unique to you, who he wants you to be, who he chose you to be, who he sent you to this world to be. He has a name for you. There's a name he calls you and it's specifically for you. He created the sun, the moon, the stars, countless stars. We can never count the stars. We can never finish discovering the universe. This God, 
who did all that has a name uniquely for you, specifically for you. I have mine, you have yours, we all have ours. Because if you notice that there's sometimes when your brilliance comes out, when your magnificence comes out, even you wonder who you are. He doesn't. It doesn't take him by surprise because he knows your name. He knows your nature. He knows who you are, created in his likeness. When he, God, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit came together to make you and I, they came together and said, let us make man. They know your name. They know my name. They know all of our names. We are the ones who are lost. We are the ones who have not discovered our spiritual names. We go by the physical, by the scientific, by the mental, by the emotional, but we don't go by the spiritual where it really, really matters because the spiritual, your spiritual name conquers the physical, the darkness, conquers tragedy, trauma, conquers loneliness, conquers feeling lost without purpose, conquers being rudderless. Your spiritual name is anchored in God. And when something is born of God, it overcomes the world, says the Bible. And if God is for you, who can be against you, says the Bible. So, there's what you call yourself, there's what people call you, and there's the name that God, who knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, called you by. And with your free will, you are in control of whose voice and name you choose to go by. You can go by what you call yourself, what people call you, or what God calls you. Or who God calls you. How do you define yourself? What do you call yourself? What and who you choose to define you will determine your life. What and who you choose to define you will determine your life, will determine the outcome, the consequences of your life. It will influence the choices that you will make. It will influence your character or lack of, your behavior or lack of. And those choices will become habit and your habits will become you. Who and what you allow and permit in your life will determine what you feed your spirit, soul and mind with or what you feed them to. And what you feed them to can devour you or make you greater and better and more magnificent and more brilliant. So who do you succumb to? Who do you yield to? Who do you give your spirit to? Who do you give your body, your mind, your soul to, your heart to, your mind to? To God? To the world? To other people? Or just anything and everybody? It matters. If you don't know who you are, then others will give you a name. 
You will call yourself by the wrong name. Others will give you a name. And usually, the name they give you is the name that they control you by and control you with so that you become their puppet. Because if you haven't figured out who you are, you become a puppet for so many people and for so many things, so many influences, so many trends. You're just here, there and everywhere. Just don't know who you are. If you're still unsure of how to define yourself, let me give you a gentle reminder. Go and ask God who you are and discover who you really are. Ask him, who am I truly? In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, it says, The word of the Lord came to me. This is Jeremiah speaking. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. See, so God has a name for you and he has appointed you. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. But we get lost when we come into this world. And other things and other beings pull us away from God, make us less sensitive to him. They, they, um, they kill our relationship between us and God. They pollute us, contaminate us, and take us away from him and his plan, his agenda. And we lose our purpose in him. God doesn't take the purpose away. He doesn't take the gift away. The Bible says his gifts are without repentance. He cannot take his gift back. But have you discovered the gift? Do you know who you are? Do you know what your name is? God isn't confused. It says the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. What is your name? What has God appointed you for? To whom and to where has God appointed you to? He knows who you are, who you need, and what you need in this journey of life. Like it or not, he created you. God knows your strength, your weak parts, and your inability to activate the divine purpose and ability he put within you. We cannot activate God's divine purpose within us without him, without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit. It's not possible. It's divine. And he put it in there so he knows how to unlock it. He knows what its purpose is for and how you can use it and what ability he's given you to use what he has given you. He knows he formed you. Hallelujah. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew me. He knew us. So he knows. He also knows that he originally created you with his own original magnificence. And he will bring it out of you if you seek him for help. Seek him for help. 
or not. Either way, there's, a, there's an outcome, there's a consequence. He wants to be able to do that, to help us, to bring out the God, the God-given abilities put in us, the God-given gifts, the God-directed gifts he's put in us. But you have to allow him. I have to allow him. It's your choice. It's my choice. So again, here's my gentle advice. Stop struggling alone without him. Stop struggling without God. Stop struggling without the Holy Spirit. Stop struggling without Jesus. Stop going round and round in insane circles that bring you negative and empty results. It's not worth it. Life is too short and time is not waiting for you. Time is not waiting for me. We can make up lost time, but we can't continue to waste time. Time isn't going to stand still for you or me. So forget about the moments you missed. Don't live in regret. God can and God will bring you up to speed. He will bring me up to speed. Discover his purpose in you. Answer the call and determine to press in and bury yourself into God and his magnificence. And you will deliver not only your own destiny, but that of others. When you bury yourself in God, you rise up, you resurrect with life. Life-giving power. You resurrect with wisdom. You resurrect with, with, with understanding, with insight, with awareness. You resurrect with transformation. His magnificence, his light shines in you and through you. Like it or not, believe it or not, the, the truth is many God, people, heaven and earth, await your magnificence. They wait, they are waiting. We are waiting. God is waiting. Earth is waiting. Creation is waiting for your magnificence, for your divine power, your, your divine purpose, your divine agenda to roll out, God's divine agenda for your life to roll out. Earth, God, me, everybody, the earth is waiting for your divine blueprint to unfold as you walk in it, if you choose to. In Psalm 139, verse 13 to 4, it says, For you created my inmost being, being. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. He says, I know that full well that your works are wonderful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We have to come to a place where we know that God has knit us together in our mother's wombs, that he knew us before we were formed in our mother's wombs, and that he knit us together in our mother's wombs. And that he, we are fearfully and wonderfully made because of him and by him. And we ought to know this full well. 
We ought to know this full well. We keep saying things like knowledge is power. Well, it's true. If you know full well that God knitted you, put you together in your mother's womb, if you know that full well, then you must know that there's something extraordinary about you, that there's something precious about you, that there's something valuable about you, that God is constantly, jealously watching over you and hungrily waiting for you to manifest. And the world is suffering, waiting for your manifestation, waiting for your magnificence. And it continues to say in Psalm 139, verses 13 to 14, he says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. He knows everything. Nothing takes him by surprise. Our days were written before him already. He says, when I was woven together, imagine yourself being woven together by God. He says, in the depths of the earth. He says in the depths of the earth because that's where God made us from, the earth, the soil. Hmm. But that's how lovely, that's how beautiful, that's how magnificent, that's how awesome you are. That's how awesome I am, all of us. People want us to bend this way, turn this way, do this, do that, be this, be that. Talk this way, don't talk this way, think this way, don't think this way. It's never enough for them. One minute they want you this way, the next minute they want you that way. One minute they want you to talk this way, the next minute talk this way. Walk this way. No, not that way. This way. Oh wait, I changed my mind. This way. My goodness. Don't be anybody's puppet. Figure out who you are. Know who you are in God. Go back to him. Learn from him. Let him show you how he knit you together. How he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. How he fearfully and wonderfully made you. How he knit you together. Marvelously, marvelously made you. It's never enough for people. A lot of people... They want you to become who they want you to become. And that's more about them than it is about you. They want you to become who they want you to become. It's more about them and less about you. There are a few handful of people, thank God, who exist, who will see you, who will not be intimidated by you, by your gift, by your power, by your knowledge, by your intelligence, by your beauty, your handsomeness, whatever beautiful, great things you carry. Instead, they will see the gift of God in you and they will help you. They will help you. Even when you don't see the gift, they see it. 
and people like that who have good hearts, who have clean hearts and who don't care where you've been, what you've done, how you are, how you're not. They just want what God has for you to manifest and they will help you. There are people like that, pure in heart, great people just wanting to help others become better and better. For the most part, while, while all these people who are asking you to change, do this, become that, walk this way, talk this way, while they're asking you to do that, they are not going out of their way to change or adapt and become better. But they want you to be who they want you to be and repeat. Keep repeating who they want you to be, when they want you to be, how they want you to be. But they want to remain the same. They're not looking into the mirror and saying, I need to change. I need to become a better person. But they're constantly pointing at you. What does that tell you? Find your way. I would advise, find your way back to God. These people are not doing anything about self-improvement. They're not looking in the mirror. They're not looking up to God. They're not asking the Holy Spirit to help them. They're not looking out for you. They're not. But only for themselves. What satisfies, satisfies them. And only God knows how they're going to wake up one morning and then wake up the next morning. And then that's going to determine who they are. And then that will determine how they treat you and talk to you and how they, and who, or who they want you to be at that time. And then next day, it's different again. Hmm. You know, they're not looking out for you or me. Very, very few people are un unselfish enough to discover who you truly are, what your real name is in God, and what that name means for you and for the world. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 1, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 1, he says, Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me from my mother's womb. He has spoken my name. You have been called. And from your mother's womb, before you were born, God spoke your name. God spoke my name. Ask God what your name is. What did God call you? Who did God call you when you were in your mother's womb? It says, hear this, you distant nations. Your name should be known. You should be known. The distant nations, not just the ones close to you, not just the people close to you. People miles and miles, thousands of miles overseas, other nations, other races, other cultures, other traditions should know of you and about you. They should know your name, your God-given name. Because why? From your mother's womb, God has spoken your name. So if it sounded strange to you in the beginning of this podcast when I said, 
um, God has a name for you. There's a name he's called you by. Now you believe. Go read Isaiah 49 verse 1. He says, listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Such confidence. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. I wish I wish I had known things like this earlier when I was younger, growing up. I wish I had known things like this, but it's never too late. And he says, God is saying, you are more than good enough for me. And I am ready to dust up the other names that pull you down. There are other names that pull you down. Other names that people have called you by. Other names that people want to call you by. Other names that people want you to remain in so that they can control you. You have to break out. You have to shake them off. And you have to know that God has given you a name that is good enough. God has given you a name that he recognizes. The Holy Spirit recognizes. Jesus recognizes. The angels recognize. The earth recognizes. The universe recognizes. The earth recognizes. You have to discover that name. You need to know that name. Someone changed your name. Something changed your name. But we thank God because he's a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your name still remains. The name that he called you in your mother's womb still exists, still remains. Your job is to find out what your name is. My job is to find out what my name is. And there begins the journey of self-discovery, the real self created in and by God. So I want to, God wants to bring you out. He wants to bring out of you the name that he has created you by. And that name will magnify his magnificence in you, will magnify his giftings and talents, every good thing he's put in you. Everything he originally created you by and with. There is a reason why God gave you the name he gave you. God is not confused. It, the name he gave you was not a mistake. You are not a mistake. I am not a mistake. He deliberately formed you, deliberately formed me with brilliance, with brilliant magnificence in accordance to his extremely unique purpose and plan for your life and plan for my life. That purpose is also connected to others. As we discover who we are, we begin to help others to discover who they are, to discover their own magnificence. We influence them to find their names, to find out who, what their names are in God and through God and by God. Their lives are at stake waiting for you and I to discover, recognize, and function in our, our original state, in our original name. And we have to wake up and get ourselves ready because the nations are waiting. The distant nations are waiting. The islands are waiting. Those around us are waiting, whether they know it or not. When you manifest, when your magnificence shines, They'll realize that they've been waiting for you. They've been thirsty. They didn't know what could quench their thirst. But through you, God can quench their thirst and God will quench their thirst. In Isaiah 43 verse 8, it says, 
lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. You lead out those who have eyes but are blind. You lead out those who have ears but are deaf. That's in Isaiah 43 verse 8. And in John chapter 10 verse 14 to 16, it says, Hallelujah. John 10, 14, 16. He says, God says, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. If you know your name in God, you know God. You know him and he knows you. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Ah, Jesus lays down his life for the sheep. Then he says, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. They are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. As you manifest, as your magnificence comes out in God, by God, and through God, Jesus can use you to reach out to the other sheep. Remember, he says, he's called you in your mother's womb, from your, na- from your mother's womb. He says, you, listen, you islands, listen, you nations. I have a name, a God-given name. It was given to me while I was in my mother's womb. God spoke the name. And now Jesus is saying, I have other sheep. And he wants us. To wake up so we can bring these, these other sheep to him so that they too can hear his voice. So that he can become shepherd over them. The Bible says to us again in Isaiah 43 verse 8. Lead, those, lead out those who have eyes but are blind. Who have ears but are deaf. When you discover your magnificence you can lead them out. The blind, the deaf. And we're not talking about physically blind per se. We're talking about people who are spiritually blind, spiritually deaf. So when you have become, when you are now able to see spiritually, when you are now able to hear spiritually, even as Jesus says, he says, my sheep know my voice and they will hear me. We help others to become his sheep and to hear him. And in turn, they, mag- they discover the, 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 the divine purpose of God in them. They discover their names and they shine. And then they go and help others. It's a ripple effect, a divine ripple effect. Powerful, impactful ripple effect. The disciples said that we, which we have seen, that which we have tasted, that which we have handled. This thing is real. God's power is real. God's magnificence is real. The name God has called you by, has called me by, has called others by, is real. God's voice is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. God is real. And the divine purpose that he has put in you and I and in others That divine purpose too is real. So at what point do you say enough is enough? Do I say enough is enough? At what point do you stop, think and say, wait a minute. I have a name and it is mine. 
I have a divine name and it is mine. It is my own. God gave it to me. God gave it to me. I get to choose who I become. I can become the name that God called me. Or I can become the, the name that people have called me, that I have called myself, that situations and conditions of life have called me or have caused me to call myself and misidentify myself. When do you stop and define yourself? Who and what are you going to define yourself by? How long will it take for you to realize that it is crucial for you to discover what you are made of, who made you, and walk in the revelation of that knowledge? Hopefully, hopefully, you choose to become someone wonderful, full of what I call scarce commodities. And these scarce scarce commodities are love, patient, kind, em empathetic, generous, the beautiful fruits of the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls them the fruits of the Spirit. Just an absolutely beautiful person. And that's what God does to us and for us. He transforms us into these beautiful beings. We can withstand things. We can sustain things. We are more than conquerors. Our character changes. We become better and better. We become perfected. Not immediately. It's a journey. But we become perfected every day when we yield to him. When we yield to his divine purpose, plan and agenda. When we walk in the blueprint in the name that he has called us to be. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14. He created us in the innermost being. He, sorry, he knitted us in our mother's wombs. Right? We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 verse 13 to 14. And then in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 9 to 10. He says, let me just get there. Isaiah 41, verse 9 to 10. He says, I took you from the ends of the earth. From its farthest corners, I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you. And my righteous hand, with my righteous right hand, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God will uphold you. Don't be afraid to ask him who you are and what your real name is. When he knit you in your mother's womb, what did he call you? He says, I was born. He says, before I was born, the Lord called me. Remember Isaiah 49 verse 1. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. What is that name, my brother? What is that name, my sister? What is that name, my friend? 
What is that name? Find out. There lies your gift. There lies your talent. There lies everything you've been looking for. Find out the name that God called you by while you were in your mother's womb. Ask him. And don't be afraid. He says, I, it says, I took you from the ends of the earth. From its farthest corners, I called you. The name. What is your name? And he said, I said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. Your name is not reject. Your name is not loser. Your name is not dejected. Your name is not drug addict. Your name is not alcoholic. Your name is not sex addict. Your name is not immorality or immoral. Your name is not uh, 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 um, confusion. Your name is not vagabond. Your name is not restless. What is your name? Find out what God called you by, what name he called you by, who he says you are. Your name is not skimpy. Your name is not walking around. No aim. Not, you don't even know where to go, who you are, where to begin. Your name is not going around showing all your parts because you can't figure out who you are. Your name is not the long painted nails. Your name is not the haircut. Your name is not the makeup. Your name is not the miniskirt. Your name is not the bikini. Your name is not your cleavage. Your name is not your underwear sticking out and showing. Your name is not all these things. These are, these are names. These are things. These are characteristics of the trends and the fashions and the things of this world. And the Bible says, what's the point of gaining everything of this world and at the end, losing your soul? Find out what your name is. Your name is not your bachelor's degree or your master's degree, or your philosophy, or your tradition, or your science, or how many books you've read, how much math you know, how much literature you know, who the world calls you by, what your job title is, what your position is, your CEO, or whatever it is that you think you hold, you're holding on to for dear life. That is not your name. Your name is not the latest look the latest fashion. Who are you? What name did God call you by in your mother's womb? That's what matters. Not the name your abusive husband called you. Not the name your abusive boyfriend called you. Not the name your drunken father called you. Not the name your drug addict mother called you. Not the name your abusive wife called you. Not the name your ungrateful children called you. Who are you? God knows. Ask him. A gentle advice I want to give you. Go with and go by what and who God calls you. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. He says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, 
who have been called according to his purpose. Again, called. He called you. And he called you. There's a name for you. And there's a function and an ability, a gifting or a gift attached to that calling, to that name. He says, according to his purpose. That is his divine purpose in you. Find out. That's who you really are. It is the only reliable and steady way to be, to know who God says you are. You become stable. It's reliable because God does not change. He is reliable. So therefore, the name he has called you is reliable and he's going to be with you. Remember Isaiah 41 verse 9 to 10. He says, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners, I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is unchanging, unyielding, and unbending in protecting and guiding and leading you. He is relentless in bringing out his purpose within you. God has more hope for you than you do for yourself. God has more hope for you than you do for yourself. He has more faith in you than you do for yourself. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6, it says, Alas, this was when God called Jeremiah. He says, so Jeremiah responds and says, Alas, sovereign God, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. What are you saying about yourself? What are people, what have people put in your head about yourself? What have they put in your mind? What have your mistakes, your trauma, your tragedy, the accidents, the mistakes, the things that have happened, the blows that life has, has given you, the things that people have said and done to you, what you have said and done to yourself? What do you call yourself? This young man is saying, I am too young. What are you saying? What are you saying? Are you saying, I am not worth it? I am this, I am that and the other. Oh, this is what people think about me. He says, alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. What is it that you think you don't know how to do? The name that God has called you by comes with an ability and a function. So don't worry. You just find out what that name is. But the Lord said to me, so the Lord answers Jeremiah and says, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. And then the Lord continues to say to him, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. So you find out your name. You set out to do what this name means and what it what you were sent to do on this earth, why God called you that name. He says he will be with you. He will be your refuge. And if anyone tries anything, he will protect you and he will rescue you. And don't worry about what you think you can or cannot do. You just go to him. He knows what to do. He says to the young man, do not say I am too young. And maybe you're feeling too old. No. 
Do not say you're too old. Find out the name that God has called you by. Who do you say you are? What are you feeding your body, mind, soul, and spirit with? Go with God. Choose his magnificence in you. Choose his brilliance, his purpose, his agenda in you and for you. Choose his purpose within you. Your true name is hidden in his purpose for you. Don't allow yourself to be called by any other name. I speak to you from my heart and I tell you, it is not worth being called and named by any other voice other than God's voice. It is not worth being called and named, named by any other voice, not even your own voice, but by his voice and only his. People, circumstances, conditions, situations, traditions, cultures, trauma, tragedy, material things, jobs and titles, fashions, trends, will give us another name. Hollywood will give us another name or tell us what we should look like or what names we should call ourselves. But only the name God calls us will withstand every challenge, will conquer every darkness, will conquer depression, will conquer suicide, will conquer depression, will conquer trauma, will conquer whatever you're going through. That name that God has given you will conquer everything. Every other voice is a lie. Unless God is using that voice to speak to you. Every other name is a lie. Find out the name that God has given you. Jesus says, he says, my sheep, my sheep. Those who are called by my name. Those who know who I've named them, I've called them. They will hear my voice. They will hear my voice. Hear the voice of Jesus. Look for your name. Find out for your name. Thirst and hunger for that name. Search for that name. Seek for that name. He says, seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. God doesn't lie. Your name will bring you into a purpose-filled, victorious, magnificent life. That name that God has called you by is full of purpose. It's full of glory, his glory. It's full of his purpose. It's in his plan and his agenda for your precious life, for your valuable life. You are worthy. He loves you so much. God's love is so foolish that he sent Jesus to die for us and then caused him to rise again and then still comes after us even though we turn our backs to the cross. Wow. Don't be afraid. Choose wisely, dear friend. Choose now and choose wisely. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't continue being in the darkness any longer. Turn to God. Be with Him. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Turn to Jesus. In John 8 verse 12, it says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, 
but will have the light of life. What are you following? What name is influencing you? What are you being called by? What is pulling you? What are the lies you're being told? What are the lies that you're following? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Do you not want light? Are you not tired of walking in darkness, in security, in loneliness, in anger, in bitterness, in trauma, in tragedy? There's light. Why walk in darkness? You know, one day I uh, was looking for something and I didn't turn on the light. And I felt off. I was like, something's wrong. And I was like, uh, duh, turn on the switch. It's too dark for you to find what you're looking for. So I walked and I turned on the switch and there you go. Voila, it was right there. Light. Why walk in the darkness when light is available? Don't be afraid. It doesn't matter how far you think you've gone. He can and he will bring you around. In 2 Corinthians verse 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. If you choose to come to him, he says, if anyone is in Christ, so first you have to be in Christ, Christ, to find your name. And then you become a new creation. It says the old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. He's not counting your sins. He wants you to be reconciled to him and he wants me to be reconciled to him. He wants us, the world, to be reconciled to him. That's what this is about. Jesus is speaking to us so that we know who we are and whose we are. There is a peace and victory that come with that, the kind that only he can give. If you read John 16, 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus, Jesus has overcome the world for you and I. So turn to him. Find out your name. Find out what God has called you by before you were knit and while you were being knit in your mother's womb. Let's not be afraid to become magnificent in God and for God. In Isaiah uh, chapter 41, verse 9 to 10, it says, Isaiah 41, verse 9 to 10, if I can find it. Yes. Isaiah 41, verse 9 to 10. Yes, we've read this. I took you from the ends of the earth. We have read this already. But let me just repeat it. I took you from the ends of the earth. From its farthest corners, I called you. I said 
You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So you have no excuse, no reason to be afraid. He says he will uphold you and he means it. There will be challenges, yes. But in Isaiah 43 verse 2, he says, When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. That is a promise of God. That's Isaiah 43 verse 2. He says, the flames will not set you ablaze. The rivers will not sweep over you. You will walk through the fire, but you will not be burnt. Yes. And in Psalm 145, verse 18 to 19, he says, The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth, you have to be honest about it. You have to be authentic. You have to be genuine. He says, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. He fulfills the desires of those who hear him. He hears their cry and saves them. That's in Psalm 145, verse 18 to 19. He says, the Lord is near to all who call on him. All who call on him in truth, call on him in truth. Find out what your name is. Find out who you are. In Isaiah 44, verse 24 to 25, it says, This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, who formed you in the womb. I am the Lord, the maker of all things, who stretches out the heavens, who spreads out the earth by myself, who foils the signs of false prophets and makes fools of diviners, who overthrows the learning of the wise and turns it into nonsense, who carries out the words of his servants and fulfills the predictions of his messengers. Today, as you have listened to this message, may God fulfill the words that have come out of my mouth by his power and in his power and through his power in your life as his messenger. May God foil the plans of any false prophet, any liar, anyone trying to fool you, anyone trying to make a fool out of you, any diviner, anyone who's using intellectual knowledge, intellectual power to try to fool you, to try to mislead you, May God foil, may he destroy their plans. Because why? You have a name he has called you by. There's a reason why he created you and he, only he is your redeemer. He, the maker of all things, who stretched the heavens and the earth by himself, called you and called you by name. And there's a purpose to that name. Fulfill that purpose. Go with that purpose. Go by that name. We can't hide from God, you know. None of us can. Nobody. I don't care who you are, how rich, how poor, 
what your complexion is, how much makeup you put on or don't put on, how you dress and how you don't dress, how you speak or how you don't speak, what class you are, what class you're not, what degree you have, what degree you don't have, what so-called power you think you have or you don't have. All these things, nothing. We can't hide anything from God. There's no place for us to hide from him. In Jeremiah 23 verse 24, it says, Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 23 verse 24. Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. And did he give you a name? Do you think that that name will hide from him? Can divinity hide from divinity? The divine name that God has called you by. Can you hide that name from him? No, that name is with you wherever you go. And God can keeps tabs on you. He knows where you are all the time. He knows what you're doing all the time. He knows what you're trying to become, who you're trying to look like, who you're trying to become like. And he wants you to stop. He wants you to go by the name that he has called you by. The choice, the, the choice to follow him is always yours. Allow him to bring out his magnificence in your life. Permit God to show you the name that he has called you by. God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you. May God reveal your true identity to you. May you walk in the magnificence that he has called you to be. May you realize how wonderfully and fearfully and marvelously you have been made by him. How much he loves you and how much he wants to use you to the ends of the earth. And how much he wants you to be his sheep that knows his voice. To be led by his precious Holy Spirit. May God keep you. May God bless you. Feel free to write to activate God's purpose at gmail.com. Feel free to visit activategodspurpose.com. Thank you for being here. God bless you. God bless you. God keep you. God protect you. God reveal to you who you are. May the Holy Spirit speak to you. May Jesus reveal himself to you. What is it that you need to know that he has called you by name? Let him show you through that thing and by that thing. Let him reveal your name to you. I pray also that he continues to reveal the name that he has for me, for me, to me. There is power in that name. There is deliverance in that name. Because that name is by God, is by Jesus, is by the Holy Spirit. That name comes through them. That name will transform you, illuminate you, help you to become better and better and more stable, less lost, more yourself, perfected into becoming who God has called you to be, who God has named you as, 